Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Our topic today is using financial statements. I have the pleasure to be here with Rain McGreevy. Rain is director and co-practice leader with Stromer and Company, and she's also a licensed CAM. Welcome, Rain, to Concerning CAMs, and would you please start by telling us a bit about your background in the accounting field? Absolutely. My name is Rain McGreevy, and I have worked with community associations for about 15 years now. I began my career with performing bookkeeping services and then began auditing associations. Because of my career history, I began to educate board members and property managers on different accounting situations where I really found my niche that I'd like to share with you all today. Rain, before we dig into how to use financial statements, can you tell us what's meant by the term financial statements? Absolutely. Most commonly, when somebody says financial statements, they're referring to a balance sheet and an income statement. A balance sheet represents the balance of accounts at a certain point in time. An income statement represents revenues and expenses over a period of time. So let me give you an everyday example. If I asked you how much money is in your bank account as of December 31st, you'd be able to pull up that bank statement and look and see exactly what the balance on that account was as of that date. And it changes from day to day and month to month. You'd be able to find the support for that specific bank account balance on your balance sheet. If I asked you how much money did you make last year, you're not going to be able to look at that December bank statement and determine from that how much money you made during the year. You would need some other type of statement or schedule that added up all of the revenue and expenses for that given year. That information is what you actually find on your income statement. What is important on the balance sheet for readers to know and understand? The balance sheet, because it comprises of so many different accounts, it's important that you know and understand what each of them kind of mean. So your cash is pretty obvious. You should be able to look at your cash and have some type of supporting schedule, which is normally going to be your bank statement and your bank reconciliation, and those numbers should agree to what's actually shown actually on your balance sheet. When looking at your receivables, receivables are owners or people who owe the association money, you should have some type of supporting schedule which identifies the owners who actually owe money to the association. It's really useful when you get that receivable report to have it broken out by who's delinquent 30 days, who's delinquent 90 days, because that's going to help you to understand what you need to start doing with some of these accounts. Other accounts that you're going to actually see on your balance sheet, typically you're going to have some type of prepaid expenses. Prepaid expenses are when you pay for something that you get a future benefit for, or that you're paying for a whole upcoming year for. Maybe you actually have a pest control and you're gonna be paying $1,000, but you're gonna get the services for the whole next upcoming year. That's something that would be identified on a prepaid expense schedule. And it should identify what those different services are and how much you're actually going to be recognizing as expense for any year. Some other accounts you're gonna see on your balance sheet, payables. This is funds that the association owes money to, to some vendors. Again, you should have some type of support from the accountant who identifies those different vendors that the association owes money to, so that way you can determine when you're going to pay for those or actually just to know whom the association hasn't paid money to. 
the last thing that's really of importance on your balance sheet that you need to make sure you're aware of is your reserve accounts. Now, depending on what method of reserve you have, pooling or straight line, and we talk about that under another session, um, you'll, it'll vary of what kind of support you're going to get. If your association's under the pooling method, it might be identified on your balance sheet how much you have identified for those different reserve components, or you may have some type of supporting schedule which identifies how much you have for your roofing or for your painting expenditure. So it's important that you know that so that we, you know how much money you have to pay for some of those different expenses as they come up. Rain, most of us that are CAMs um, aren't used to reading financial statements like accountants are, but what should a board member or a CAM be looking for when they're reviewing these items? So anytime you're reviewing the financial statements or the supporting schedules, you want to just make sure of a couple things. The first one is to check to make sure that the information and the balances agree. I know that seems maybe a little bit silly, but you would be surprised as how many times I've gone in and audited an association and I look and I say, well, your bank statement and your bank reconciliation says you should have $105,000 in cash, but your balance sheet says you have $110,000. Where's that missing $5,000? What is it? Is it another check? So it's very, very, very important. When you get those supporting schedules, just do a quick little check back and forth and make sure that the numbers that are on the supporting schedule actually agree to what it says on the balance sheet. The next thing that you want to make sure that you're checking is look over the information logically and make sure that's consistent with your expectations. So let's just say Mrs. Smith in Unit 101, and hopefully no Mrs. Smiths are listening here to us, but I apologize <laughs> if I'm picking on your name here. But let's just assume you know Mrs. Smith, and Mrs. Smith is prompt. She is always on time on all of her finances, and outside her unit looks absolutely gorgeous. She is very well kept, and she makes sure that everything is done on time. You know that about Mrs. Smith. But now you're looking at your reports, and all of a sudden it says Mrs. Smith is delinquent, and she's been delinquent for two months. If that doesn't make sense to you, you need to question it. Ask the accountant hey, I noticed Mrs. Smith is delinquent. Are you sure? Was there a mistake? Is there something else going on? And you make sure you follow that process to make sure that there's no funny business going on. Because a lot of times when that funny business is going on, one way it gets caught by somebody starting to ask questions. And that's really my third most important question, that as you kind of non-accountants, you need to make sure that you're asking questions. Don't just let it go and just say, oh, well, that's accounting lingo. Let the accountants deal with that. Take ownership of some of this stuff. Make sure that you understand it. Because as embarrassing maybe as it is for you to ask the question to the accountant saying, why is Mrs. Smith delinquent? Imagine how embarrassing it's going to be if there's a question from another owner who gets a hold of some of these reports that they have the rights to. And then they start questioning you. And now you don't have any answer. So make sure as you're going through and reviewing stuff, if something doesn't make sense, if you don't understand things, ask questions. Ask questions to the accountant, ask questions to the board member, ask questions to the property manager, ask questions to those other people that are, that are involved. So that way you understand the information and that way you can properly make the decisions that you need to make. Well, when we look at income statements, what are some things that we should be thinking about when we re review them? All right. Anytime you're looking at any statement, especially an income statement, 
make sure you understand which financial period you're looking at. So when you look at an income statement at the very top in the header section, there's going to be some type of an identification for what period of time this is presented. Maybe it's for um, the year then ended, which is another term for as far as we've gotten so far in this year. Um, and that's important for you to know because let's just say you're looking at building expense and you look at it and it says it's $50,000. Well, if it's for the year that ended, then you know, okay, so far this year, we've incurred $50,000 of building expense. But if it's for a single month, then you have to know, oh no, we have $50,000 of building expense. What happened? Was there an error? Was there a misrecording of some of these different things? So it's important that you understand and know what period of time you're doing. Then, as you start to know and you start to go through your different income statement accounts, look over it and again, think about it logically of what's been going on with the association. So let's just say last month you had a $5,000 landscaping renovation project. As you're going through the financial statements on the income statement, you should see that $5,000 expense or maybe even a little bit more than $5,000 expense popping up on your income statement, preferably somewhere under landscaping. If you don't see anything like that under landscaping, but you do see this unusual large expenditure under building expense, then that's going to bring you a question of, well, hey, and we did that landscaping project, where did it get recorded? And then you could follow up either with the property manager or the accountant, whoever kind of has that detail and has some of that control to figure out what went wrong. The other thing that you need to be looking at when looking at an income statement is do your comparison of budget versus actual. Almost every single income statement that's going to come across your desk is going to have some type of budget versus actual in there. Use that to your benefit. Help understand where you actually are when in comparison to where you projected you were going to be. When we had our other episode that kind of talked about budgeting and cash flow issues, that's really where it became important to understand where you are in comparison to where you think you're going to be, which is the difference between the budget and the actual cash flows. Are there any schedules or documents that are important to review and understand when looking over the financial statements? Absolutely. General ledgers. Now, this may be a little bit intimidating for people who are not familiar with the accounting lingo. A general ledger is a detailed list by account of what were the different charges and credits that were posted to the different accounts. So, as we talked about in our previous example about that $5,000 landscaping renovation, if you have the detailed general ledger, you can comb through that and you can actually see where you actually find that $5,000 expenditure. And then you would know for sure, absolutely, where that expense is recorded. Detailed general ledgers are really key because it allows you to see of the different invoices and charges at a certain for a certain period of time that make up the balance in a different account. Now, when you're going through your monthly process, when you're reviewing those financial statements, it's really important that you review those ledgers closely to make sure everything is reasonable and there's not any type of unusual activities. I've been involved with a couple of instances of fraud and when you start to go into the general ledgers, one of the things that you start to see is these different types of reclassification journal entries, and they start going rampant. You start to see five, six, seven of them every single month. And those are normally one of the flags that maybe something else is going on there. 
but I don't want you to jump on that bandwagon right away and start to think that somebody is stealing from the association. When you see those unusual items, do your diligence. Ask them questions over to the accountant. Ask for them to provide supporting schedules or explanations for these entries because sometimes they are completely valid. Each accounting software works a little bit differently. And some accounting softwares are so rigid and so tough that any time one little type of thing happens, they have to make a journal entry to correct it and to fix it. So when you have those unusual items, ask the accountant first before you start jumping to any unnecessary conclusions. That's a segue into another question. How much can we ask of our accountant or our accounting, the accounting firm to help to explain these different items that are a bit overwhelming at times and confusing to CAMs and board members? Any association, whether it's an owner, board member, CAM, however it is, they should be able to ask their accountant pretty much any question about the financial statements. Now, the accountant should be able to know why any journal entry was made. Um, it should be almost in any type of management company or an accounting's policy that they keep support for those entries. They don't just start posting things haphazardly because then that there's really no type of control over the financial statements. But anybody should be able to ask the accountant those questions, and they should be able to provide somewhat of an explanation. You know, certain questions, I don't want to say maybe be above their pay grade, but some of it may just be more or less conceptual questions. So when we start talking about accounts payable, those are people that the association owes money to. The accounting standards that are accepted across the, the United States, we call them generally accepted accounting principles. Those are kind of the principles that say, if you've incurred an expense but you have not paid it, it is to be properly presented as an accounts payable on your financial statement. So some of those, the accountant may not be able to explain to you why they have to record it because it's an accounting standard. So those are kind of above their pay grade, but they should be able to give you support and be able to point you in the right direction so you have a better understanding of what they are. And then it may have to be brought up to kind of a senior account to help educate and help explain of why these different things need to be presented. Rain, thank you for joining us today on Concerning CAMS to talk about using financial statements. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your associates at Stromer & Company? Well, if you're looking to get a hold of me directly, I'd suggest giving me a call at the office. Telephone number is 239-433-1002. You can go to our website at www.stromer.com. O-E-M-E-R-C-P-A.com, or you can try to reach me directly via email at rain, R-A-Y-N-E-M, at stromer, S-T-R-O-E-M-E-R-C-P-A.com. Thank you, Rain. We will include this contact information in the episode notes for our podcast today. 